Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So in our friendship, I feel like we have, especially when it comes to being out on trails, we arrive at two different start points. I feel like I am very much so a planner of things that will tend to over plan. An over planner of yeah, things. Yeah, an over planner of things. And you're sort of like, well, we could do that. Or we could do this. Or let's just see how it goes. I'm a more realistic. Like, yeah. I have a more you're real- pragmatic. I'm pragmatic mm-hmm. and I understand. I take exhaustion into account and mm-hmm. you don't. No. And then it hits me real hard. Right. <laughs> and then I am a little baby about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just how it goes. We know this at this point. Right. Um, Listen, so yeah. we're all little babies about something. Oh, yeah. I right. mean, there are worse things in the world to be little babies about, like right. losing an election. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes. <laughs> but occasionally we will hit this sort of sweet spot of I like, like that you just move past that. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to give that name more yeah, airtime. Yeah. We do hit this hiking sweet spot. We end up on this the same page essentially. The same page but it's like a really seemingly impossible plan that ends up all working out. Yeah. Right. Which is like the rare blue moon situation when it comes to hiking. Because exhaustion yeah. is always with you. Oh yeah. It's another character in the story mm-hmm. that cannot be ignored and won't be and will scream at you until it is acknowledged. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of like, Greek chorus. let's be sure to include exhaustion in, mm-hmm. in these conversations. Mm-hmm. And you're not one to want to do that in the morning. No. Right. Because I'm bright eyed and bushy tails. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But occasionally, Unlike like I. you, who are like <laughs> dour eyed and horn tailed. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. But occasionally I think of like that day in Zion where we did Angel's Landing and then did all those trails after Angel's Landing. Oh, you mean that 17-mile day? That casual 17 right. miles? That casual 17-mile yeah. day. Also, Bryce Canyon, that was a really long day yeah. that day. You know, we're, we're like throwing it back to season one yeah. at this point in time. I feel like this was one of those days. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about this day for a long time. But this isn't even, this is like the appetizer to that day to that day we aren't even at the full meal yet
for adventure I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the land also known as Glacier National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet Nation and the Tanaha people. So yesterday in Many Glacier, exhaustion did come for us in an unexpected way. We thought we would have recuperated from sleep the night after the High Line. That was not the plan (laughs) for our bodies. Can I mention, right, when talking to people who were in Glacier... Mm -hmm. Almost all of them were like, oh, yeah, I'm taking a rest day, I'm taking a break day. Not even in our consciousness to schedule ourselves a non-hiking day while in Glacier. It didn't even, like, enter a single conversation in our planet. Even the day when we had a flat tire. Even the day when we (laughs) We had a flat tire. Let's get on a trail. Let's get on a trail today. Like, rather than take the beat and take a rest Mm -hmm. day. No, get on a trail today. And that's just, you know, our weakness is our strength. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. We were fully smacked in the face with exhaustion from um, Many Glacier. Um, we had planned to do more than just the Grinnell Glacier Viewpoint Trail. Um, we were thinking maybe Iceberg or Cracker Lake. That plan didn't pan out. And we ended up having a lovely recuperation in the Many Glacier Lodge and meeting some lovely folks that we got to have some chats with. Who were named Linda and Jill. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all if y'all are listening. Mm-hmm. This was a day where we were about to meet up with Becky Lomax and her friend Cynthia, yeah, who later became our friend Cynthia, yeah, to hike a fairly epic hike, yeah. But they had told us a specific time to meet them, right? Which was a little later than our usual start time. Start time. So we were able to go like, okay, well, we can, we can, we don't have to be up and at at four a.m. Right, but we did have considerations to make because we no longer had our pass to the Sun Road anymore. It had expired the day prior. Which means we had to enter the park before 6 a.m. Right, right. So we're in a cabin. So this made things really easy because we could be a little louder. We could turn the light on. There was actually a light to like deal because with. Because in the morning, Mike is extremely loud. Yep. Very loud. It's Inconsiderate. Like, it's like 76 trombones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were Stop able to... talking about my farts. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to get up and get out pretty easily. Yeah. And we had made a bit of a plan. Mm-hmm. And that plan was... To do the Hidden Lake Trail which is basically at Logan Pass before we went ahead and met up with Becky and Cynthia to hike this epic hike that we were going to do, which we'll just tease for the whole episode. We will. We We won't even tell you about the name of it. No. That means we were going to have to get to Logan Pass early so that we could get a parking spot because Hidden Lake leaves from Logan Pass, the Hidden Lake Trail. 
And then after that, we were going to have to leave there and park in a different spot. Yep. So thank God for our proximity because Johnson's of St. Mary is literally like at the doorway to the park. So we were able to essentially just drive down the hill and drive right into the park with no issue. This was a day for me to drive again because we were on the Sun Road. And it's early enough, but this is probably the day where we're seeing the most sunlight driving in than we had days prior because we were driving in in the dark still. And I say dark, but I also mean at like five o'clock, the sun was still very much so coming up in the sky after only having sat at like midnight the night before. But this is like more sunlight. So I'm getting to see a lot more on the road this time, which is nice because I was driving the whole time. So I was really, really trying to do my best to be eyes on the road and paying attention as much as possible Um, and not just like dreamily looking off. But we do make it to Logan Pass Mm -hmm. and uh, we do find a parking spot. Yeah. So this would actually be our last day on the Sun Road because we had plans for our final day that were not going to take us on the Sun Road at all. So it was sort of... Because this was Thursday. Because this was Thursday. And Friday was our last day and then we were peacing out on Saturday. When we did get up to Logan Pass, it was definitely a little bit more traffic than typical because we had arrived a little later, but we were still able to snag a spot. But it was getting dicey up there. We had driven up and I think... We were both still sort of tired. Dusty felt like he was a little, I'm going to try to take a nap on the way up kind of vibe. And that was sort of your MO for a lot of the time that we were driving up to Sun Road. Because we were up early. Mm -hmm. That's not typically your time. You don't rise with the rest of the vampires like I do. Right. And so that was sort of your life. When we got up to the parking lot, we had both worn shorts because we weren't really sure what the temperature or the weather was going to be like on the hike that we were on. And we were like, like, well, we can put tights on if it's cold when we get up there in the morning. We can just do that in the car really easily. And I had thrown my tights in the back of the car, but you hadn't. And it was it was pretty cold and drizzly and overcast up there. There was some dramatics. I feel like there was like... Um, <laughs> There was mm-hmm. Keep some, going. I will. Keep going. I'll dig right in. I'm going to dig right in. No, why don't you just say what you want to say? There was like, uh, see, if you hadn't rushed me out this morning, I would have my tights. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. I, no. Yeah. This is not going to be my uh-huh. narrative. Gina. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, what you're no, going to no, do no. is this not necessarily is what you want to do. Narrative yeah. spinning uh-huh. is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Narrative spinning yeah. is what I'm seeing uh-huh. here. You so are, why don't you, you tell me painting what an elaborate picture. <laughs> For the record, I don't even remember well, this moment. this is because this elephant <laughs> listens and remembers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, right. No, I do. I feel like, though, that you often hear in our, in our outlinings. Oh, um, I see. This you you, you make the choice to go like, well, Dusty was super mm-hmm. grouchy and yeah. so mean to yep. me this day. And mm-hmm. I just didn't deserve it because I am perfect at right. all times. Exactly. I actually typed stage direction. Bright red light comes in from passenger side of car. White light shines in from Mike's side of the car. Dramatic right. music and um, sulfur smell is smelled from Dusty's <laughs> side of the car. <laughs> Angelic harps playing from right. Mike's side of the car. Right. And exactly. suddenly you're Roma Downey. <laughs> And I'm the devil. And that's 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 well, what you've you written. Finally here in this recognized script. it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. it was cold and it was bitter out and it was rainy and you were mad you didn't have your tights. Okay, yeah. Yes. I was unafraid to have feelings. So <laughs> <laughs> to live the impossible dream. 
Also, I call shade because, no, um, I did not say to you, well, if you hadn't rushed me, I would have remembered them. I remember it differently. So <laughs> I guess we just two roads In- diverged. Internalized it differently. Before me two <laughs> sand two queens. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I only have one photograph in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and this photograph represents the queen that's still in the running to become America's most bitter drag queen. Mm-hmm. Right. So no, I definitely don't remember that. Yeah. And okay. uh, truly, I don't. Mm-hmm. I do remember like it being really cold and being pissed off that it was cold. Yeah. But did I really blame you for like that? Well, I think there had been some blame thrown at certain points about like rushing to get out, rushing to get here early, doing this. And like, I would have remembered the granola bars had I had more time this morning. Darla. <laughs> wow. I do feel like... I didn't like... forget any granola bars. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just trying to like, you know, give wow. an example. Okay. And it wasn't you that forgot the granola bars. It was Emily. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I was pissed off that it was cold mm-hmm. and um, and whatnot. And, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, narrative you have decided sure. to spin yep. about what was reality and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. What was happening, though, what I was really, what I felt really good about was that I wasn't throwing, like, bottles of um, (laughs) uh, sunscreen into the Yosemite River. And I wasn't leaving showers on at my friend's house all night long. Wow. Okay, (laughs) great. So we've we've devolved to here. Great. Great. Yep. So we both get ready and we both leave the car from where it's parked in the Logan Pass parking lot. The Hidden Lake Trail leaves from behind the Logan Pass gift shop. Yeah. yeah. I think they call it a visitor center, but yeah. it's more of a gift shop. Yep. It had been closed like all week. Hidden Lake. Yeah. The trail entirely had been closed all week because of bear activity. Yeah. Finally, I guess three days into when we were there, they were like, Hidden Lake is opening back up to a certain point. Yeah. Because they were able to, you know, like the bear activity was happening elsewhere, elsewhere. closer to the lake itself. Yes. Essentially. Typically, the hike to the lake from the trailhead is 2.7 miles, making it a round trip of 5.4 miles in total. The hike to the overlook, which is essentially where the trail was open to, is 1.35 miles or 2.7 miles in total. So we basically did half of the distance. The overlook is essentially smack in the middle of the whole hike in general. Getting to the trailhead involves you having to go up those stairs. Those stairs. That were really the worst thing to have to want to do after hiking the High Line the day prior because it's a pretty steep set of stairs to go up there. So there was a little bit of minor PTSD about that. The trail leaves from right behind the gift shop and starts you initially on like a paved path. And it's a nice little bit of incline before we see something that excites the both of us. Which more is, more you, but I also have learned to be excited by this too. Which is boardwalks. Boardwalks. <laughs> Love boardwalks. So this is a boardwalk trail for a, at least up until a large majority of what we're about to hike. Um, boardwalk trail. Boardwalk. Yes. So wooden boards. But this was later in Yellowstone. They weren't wooden. They were that... Tracks. Tracks. But was the, were the, these... I think this, this was is wood. wood. Right? Tracks. Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was early in the morning, probably, I mean, six thir- between 6.30 and 7 at mm-hmm. this point, after all of the, you know, the dramatic performance of Mike in the parking mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Dusty saying, I'm still here. Um, 
in the parking lot. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. These were flat boardwalks, but they were also on incline. Right. And there were steps to get you up to yeah. the different sections of the boardwalk. And different. It wasn't like there were a ton of steps in one part. It would no. be like a few steps and then some incline boardwalk and then a few more steps mm-hmm. and some more incline boardwalk. But this was long. It was long. There was a lot of boardwalk here. And like, I was not expecting no, this. No. And it's clear that these boards probably get very frequently repaired um, because we were on some sections where it was clear that there had been repair work that had happened recently or was currently happening. As you climb the boardwalk, um, and you can see this really right from behind the gift shop, and as you're inclining your way up, there is a mountain that's kind of directly in front of you. We can see this right from the visitor center as well, and this is called Clements Mountain. There's no way to miss this mountain. Um, no, it's no. in front of you. It's like literally the, in it front of you. It was in front of us the whole time. If you didn't know what trail you were doing, you might think you were going up this mountain because of the way the boardwalk was leading you. Yes. Yeah. And if you didn't know what was up ahead, that was that's what I would sort of think. Um, and that would be pretty cool. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's a mountain you can sort of do a scramble on though. Yeah. Like we talked to when we were up there at Logan Pass, we had a long conversation about Becky and with Becky and her niece about what was climbable in the area. This Uh, was the mountain that's like really close by. You could get to it from here. mm -hmm. But there was another one in the distance, like across the lake. Yeah. That's not Clemens. No. 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 It could easily be accessed if you wanted to do that, if that was something you were doing in a safe way with somebody who knew how to. Yeah, who was guiding you. Right. Most likely, yeah. The trail was very busy. This yeah. was a very busy trail this morning. This is, I think, one of the most popular. It's really easy to jumping. access. It's considered an easy yeah. hike. It's right there, and mm-hmm. it's not that long. So it's a nice option for people who are like, I'm not going to do the High Line, or I'm going to do a little bit of the High Line and come back, and then I can do Hidden Lake and feel like I really did something, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I do feel like this is sort of a very prominent jumping off point for the park, because honestly, with that Hidden Lake right there and High Line and just the views of Logan Pass, like this is sort of the probably the more crowded area of the park. So again, reasons to get there early. We're initially kind of grouchy about the cold rain and overcast, but honestly, it worked out in a beautiful way. It always makes for great photos. Because also, yeah, gray overcast is like the best photography weather, but quite literally, the clouds and the atmosphere were giving us Renaissance paintings every time we turned around. I was like, well, this could be a painting by Renaissance or a Baroque artist right here, just like... The clouds and the light of the early dawn was just spectacular. Again, other reasons to get places early, even if you don't have a cloudy day. When we were up there for the High Line, the mist in the mountains and the way the light was hitting that, extraordinary. This was truly a beautiful sight. And as we keep looking forward to hike, we keep looking back to see this beautiful display of scenery. Oh, yeah. And we keep climbing up. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, we're going to play adjective noun verb, and I've got one, and it's nonsensical. Great. Mine are nonsensical, too. You ready? I have two. Okay. The machine that sent Sleeping Beauty into her sleep, if it were very vengeful, and if it and its partner were sort of cuddling together. Is spinning wheel one of the Correct. Okay. That's the noun. Okay. 
sent her into her sleep. Mm-hmm. Very vengeful. Vengeful. Cuddling. Mean. So spiteful, spinning wheels, spooning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for that spa, that spa, spa sound. Okay. So oafish and brutish female dancers in tutus assisting someone rock climbing. Is it buffoonish ballerinas boosting? Not boosting and not buffoonish. Oh. So what do you do when you're helping someone? You're on the ground and you're helping them rock climb. Okay, so if it's not buffoonish, then it's... Oafish and brutish and maybe animalistic. It would be used to describe an animal I never want to see on a trail. <laughs> bearish? Mm-hmm. Okay, bearish ballerinas belaying. That's right. <laughs> okay, great. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. This iconic Mississippi flower, if it were just giant and bathed in majesty, and it was um, using its powers to make things bigger, to like zoom in on things to make them look bigger. What is majestic magnolias moving in? Ooh, not majestic and not moving in. Okay. I'll give you a hint. There's (laughs) M-A-G in all three. Okay. Magnanimous? Nope. Close. I mean, that's not what I was thinking. I feel like it could just be described that way, though. Yeah. Magnanimous magnolias. Making things appear bigger. Menlarging. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking magnificent magnolias magnifying. Oh, magnificent magnolias magnifying. Gotcha. All right. Here's my second one. Evil embalmers cutting up onions very tiny. Oh, embalmers. Okay, what is that? It starts with an M, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I, help me with that one. So it's um, a, also a place that um, is like a resting place. Like a for morgue? People. Yes, but it's... Mortician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be a menacing mortician mincing? Sure, I'll take it. I was okay. thinking of malicious... Mortuists mincing, <laughs> but <laughs> that works. <laughs> a mortuous? Yeah, I think that's like. Or a mortuary? That's a place. A mortuary is a place. Mortician works. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as we're hiking along, we start to encounter some snow fields. Yes, not necessarily in our path yet. But we can see them ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depending on the time of year in Glacier, sometimes snow fields are melted and sometimes they're not. Yeah, if you listen to our last episode about Grinnell Glacier, clearly the snow fields in early July were still blocking the path for us to be able to kind of hike to that ultimate viewpoint that was kind of level or below Grinnell. So yeah, snow fields are a thing even in the summer. There were some photos we took by these snow fields, Mm -hmm. one of which looks like you look like that meme of that little girl who like started a fire and is proud of it. (laughs) I I am that. I was. Was that little girl <laughs> in that moment? I was that little girl, right? That um, meme that's just a photo of me, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the area with the boardwalk that you're hiking through is called the Hanging Gardens area. I'm assuming because it's referencing the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, nerd alert. Um, it's truly a very, very exposed area that has little to no trees. It's an alpine meadow, which is another reason for us at the time to be grateful for the overcast weather. Because I can imagine if it was like high noon sun, like or even after we'd come off the high line, you were just like completely exposed in it. So 
know, yeah. Oh, yeah. early morning, I feel like, and or overcast days are probably great. Again, also a reason to not hike down to the loop from the High Line when it, the sun is blazing because it's just completely exposed. So things to think about and plan for, folks, when you're in Glacier. Typically, this area here is really green and lush. If all the snow has melted, it would be like a field covered in flowers. And we could see some flowers like starting to grow through. Mm-hmm. But not many. Yeah. So there are these giant snowfields that we had noticed from back before that we now have to cross. That really sort of cut off sections of the trail. They sometimes sweep across the section of the boardwalk that we have to go over. So it's not necessarily a gigantic section just yet, but there are some snowy areas that we do have to, to hike across. We're very, very glad that on this day, we decided, hey... Even though it's a short hike, let's bring our hiking poles because that's right. This was a saving grace in some situations, especially on the snow. Mm-hmm. So as we were crossing the snow, it really wasn't that bad. It was fine, but there were definitely a few spots that were like we could tell, like okay, well, it looks like a lot of people have traversed here. Yeah, and it seems like the natural thing to do, but there's also footprints over here. Yeah, the thing is, when it comes to snowfields, when there's not really a clear path Mm -hmm. people will often just go wherever they want right yeah it's a little slushy in some parts of the boardwalk where there's still snow or where the snow is melting at points as we kind of cross these minor snow fields we hit sections as we're crossing into bigger snow fields where there really is a tight section of the trail there's really only one space to go because of like the way the landscape is and you might have to wait a minute before you're able to sort of go where you need to because traffic might be coming from the other way or is what happens for us there may be like a quote-unquote high road section that could take you around people that were waiting and some people chose to do that um, at certain points but for not having crampons is the word we were looking for in our last episode (laughs) for not having crampons with us which are essentially like the chains that you would put on your feet which help you to traverse snow a little easier or your shoes or your shoes yeah Yeah. not on your not on your actual feet we were trying to take it as slow as possible so we weren't gonna like slip and fall essentially We do get to a point on the trail where it does feel like running errands on a Sunday energy. (laughs) That's a great way to describe it. There was just everyone was trying to do the same thing. There was like people were just impatient. People were going around people. It was Ikea. It was Ikea. For a moment. Yeah. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Ikea on a Sunday. Yeah. Is something I will never do. It's your personal health. Oh my God. Yeah. Too many people. <laughs> it's like Costco on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, neither of them are official sponsors. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but they could be. <laughs> <laughs> so, along with Avalanche Lake, this felt like probably the busiest thoroughfare we encountered yeah. in Glacier thus yeah. far. I yeah. mean, Logan Pass always felt busy. Yeah. There were always people around. Yeah. But this was like humans in the, in a tight space yes. altogether. And the High Line was busy, but we were so stretched out from people. Like it didn't feel really that busy when we were on the trail. No, no, not at Even all. Even though it's one of the most popular, I feel like. Hold on. I'm just remembering now. Didn't we like at the bathroom in Logan Pass meet like a family and the there, there was that mom with the dog? Yeah. If you read the outline, you'd see oh, it's is that later. <laughs> okay, great. I did read the outline. I guess I didn't get there. I will have none of your nonsense. <laughs> I will have none of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after this bigger snowfield, we get to this upper meadow area. There are actually some trees here, some conifers, 
there's some small sections of boardwalk here and there and they sort of act like bridges to cross over streams yeah and so we're going back and forth in between that but for the most part the trail is now solid ground you know something that makes this trail just so interesting is the landscape and how it changes the whole way up at this point there are these beautiful like little kind of meltwater ponds that are up there that you know may be active all season may retain their water but it was very clear that they were being made from the snow melt and they make this very picturesque not that it wasn't already because looking back with even without the snow fields and the dramatic lighting it's just the mountains that surround us are just breathtaking and unbelievable breathtaking yeah and we're getting more and more of a view of that as we continue to climb up Mm -hmm. because of all this melt that's happening it's kind of muddy at this point on the trail it had also just rained but you know a lot of this is also due to melts and there's lots of larger slick sort of rock to walk on be very careful as you're up here if it's wet um which we were definitely doing but what was surprising and unexpected at this moment was because of the snow fields that had been up there and now the patches of snow the dramatic lighting that we were getting is sort of like getting reflected off mm-hmm. of those snow fields yeah. so now we have dramatic light coming from a lot of different angles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it isn't a very long distance to get to the actual overlook to see hidden lake and we did finally get there it was sort of like we were walking and then suddenly oh there it is we were there yeah and then there's this little boardwalk overlook that it's like kind of like a deck it feels like like a deck like a two level deck and there weren't many people there no i think a lot of people were just getting up there looking out and then turning around which is what they should have been doing which is what they should have been doing but i'm saying like not even going out onto the deck yeah like some people turned around and didn't go out there yeah but we went out on the deck Mm mm-hmm And it was a gorgeous view of Hidden Lake. Uh, And again, it's you see so much in the distance here. So like this is such a payoff view. It's, you know, even if this was just the terminal view, which it was for us that day, like I don't feel cheated by the fact that we didn't get to go down to the lake. No. And the other thing to continue on and to have to think about is that from that point to the lake, you're losing 700 plus feet of elevation. So if you and go all the way there, yeah. you're going to have to gain it all back right. to get back. Yes. And it's the same distance you have just traveled from the trailhead to the overlook point. So yeah. it didn't feel very long, but just think about that and having the incline to do on the way up. Because from what I understand, from what I've read, again, we didn't do it because we listened to the signage that said there were bears present at the lake and did not continue beyond. Listen right. To signs, listening to signs, and also <laughs> right. Mike's fear. Yep, and my fear guiding us. Mm-hmm. We took photos up here. We talked to a few people up here. It was gorgeous. We could see more people coming on. Like, okay, they're making it up. They're making it to this stack area. There were a lot of I felt really big groups of people doing this hike. Like mm-hmm. groups of fifteen or yeah. more people yeah. doing this hike together. I saw one of those groups coming toward the the deck the deck and mm-hmm. i was like oh god you this- <laughs> <laughs> and you you scrambled right no i was i you know i was like okay it, we can move out of their way mm-hmm. you know because we've been here for a minute yeah so just like at the Grinnell Glacier Lookout Trail, 
here at the deck, there's a sign that basically says, you know, bears have been present or have been noticed to be present around Hidden Lake. Like Dusty said, we had heard that Hidden Lake was closed for quite some time. It had reopened, you know, on our fifth day, essentially, to get to the overlook. But it was not recommended that you traveled any further than that because of the bear activity. And we had mentioned yesterday that there were reports of bears around Iceberg Lake, but some people that we had talked to either that day when we were in Many Glacier or after had decided to still hike that hike anyway. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, how do you feel about that behavior? Like, what does that, like, you know, just in general, not like, it could be for yourself, it could be for others. Like, wh- you know, how do you feel there? My sense is if park rangers have made, if they've put a sign, if they have indicated hey this is what we recommend then my feeling is we listen to what they say yeah now i understand if you are say you're hiking a trail and there's like a section of it that's not really made to be a trail but it's like said like okay some people hike there and if you're with a guide that brings you there that's a little different but they've said hey there's bears and there's clearly enough bears that we think people shouldn't go here yeah then like, I feel like all you're doing is just being defiant and saying like, well, I wanted to go. So I went, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like, you know, there's so much to enjoy in a safe way. So no, I don't like it. Yeah. No. Well, you know how I feel. I'm like, no, I'd rather, you know, you're like lady rule book. Yeah. Your lady rule book and sister scorekeeper. (laughs) That's right. I'm also like exactly what you said. If the Rangers are making a suggestion based off of their experiences as experts, you know, clearly we live in a time where we don't listen to experts and people are going to be their own sort of mavericks about their, their lives. Well, then on you like you know you get what's coming to you I'm sorry like I do feel like you have someone in a line of work that does this for a living knows what the experiences are knows how situations have happened in the past then it's probably a good idea to listen to them and to know if you don't then you're potentially endangering yourself and that's on you and with that let's take our second break Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Spritzy Drizzle in honor of our very rainy early morning. <laughs> Spritzy Drizzle. Mm-hmm. Spritzy like... Drizzle is a Catherine Hepburn speaking <laughs> drag queen. I feel darling. like she's like a nymph, like a fairy nymph uh-huh. in the forest. Who talks like this. <laughs> who talks in a transatlantic dialect. <laughs> yes, that's that's right. it. That's it. That's right. Darling, I've come here to the fairy forest <laughs> and I have my magical pixie dust that I'm going to sprinkle over everyone. <laughs> Fat pixie dust for you and for you mm-hmm. and for you. Hit it, boys. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. She wears her flapper dress that's made of Swarovski crystal and her diadem is right over her head. <laughs> right. With a pixie cut. I feel like she probably sings live. I think she. And um, she does those old standards from. Uh, Back in the day. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel like because of her name, she sings Umbrella by Rihanna. <laughs> right. But she does it in like the style of like a 40s mm-hmm. jazz. Like an Ella Fitzgerald's jazz. No, I'm no, I'm saying like a 40s, sorry, swing Ella oh. Fitzgerald. That ki- yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That kind of thing. So she's, she's a period. She could probably do that with Here Comes the Rain Again <laughs> as well. Oh, I would love to hear that. Right. right. <laughs> like swing band, Here Comes the swing Rain Again. Swing band, Here Comes the Rain I Again. I need Lou Bega. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god to sing to do this to bring this to life lou bega yeah. oh like mambo, mambo number, f- number five number five god i haven't thought about that song and who so was long. the other like swing no, the brian seltzer band brian seltzer orchestra right yeah mm-hmm. or is it setzer I don't I know. I always said seltzer. <laughs> I think it's probably seltzer. That's because I and was we just drinking seltzer. Right. So yeah, I do feel like she should do that. Along with singing her merch's bottled water. Because she's spritzy drizzle. <laughs> oh, I like it. But mm-hmm. it's like maybe but it's bubbly water. water or it's, it's soda water, oh, darling. It's, <laughs> it's bubbly water. Bubbly. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like, I think, and maybe it has different flavors mm-hmm. that are of the sort of intersection of like pixie fairy and like 1940s <laughs> <laughs> sort of world that she lives We've in. We've created a really She's a weird pixie of... <laughs> fairy from 1945, darling. I'm here to entertain the troops. <laughs> You got it. Follow me through my fairy forest, everyone. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Spritzy Drizzle. <laughs> okay, so here we are back on the Hidden Lake Trail, and um, we're headed down now. We are headed down now. And we're getting ready for what is going to be like a very, very epic day of hiking. But we have to finish this trail. Mm-hmm. There are so many people now. Yes. More than when we were coming up. And yeah. I felt like there were even more groups. Giant groups of people. Yeah. It was. It was like it a was very group swaths. hiking. Swaths. It was multitudes. They were lousy with people. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's a, a callback. <laughs> callback to the previous episode. Yeah. We have to cross the snowfield again, which was a real treat considering the traffic jam coming out. And we really needed to navigate that slowly and carefully because if we hadn't, we would have really run into definite falling and slipping. Thank you to our hiking poles because there were definitely times when we were hiking that we both slipped, especially here in this big snowfield. They helped us to totally not eat it all the way it was <laughs> because uh, we would so have. grateful because yeah. mm-hmm. it would have been not cute because there were definitely people that did eat it and we watched them fall down there were people eating it right and left <laughs> right and left you looked one way people eating it Multitudes. you looked another way legions of people legions of it. people just <laughs> eating it and it, we're exaggerating but not really no there were a lot of people eating it on these snow fields. yeah we got really again incredible lighting i can't this is one of my favorite like daylight experiences to see the light change like this the whole way on the hike and to watch the clouds kind of move in. We're seeing like the sun sort of peek over the cliffs in the distance and the mountains in the distance, but it's really very soft kind of gray lighting at this point. So we're not seeing too much sun, but we're just seeing intense sky at this angle, which is very, very cool. As we are continuing to hike down, we have a lot of conversations about family and how funny family is and the nuances of our family family and and like what it was like growing up in them um, and also <laughs> oh we talked about family secrets right yeah, oh my yeah. god we spilled yeah. so many yeah, of yeah, them yeah. it was I feel like often our our hikes back is when like that's not true sometimes our hikes out at one point there's always some very deep conversation right it's like therapy light you know without yeah. the degree without the degree right right yeah. which yeah. you know it's good it is good it's, it's good, good to have that it's also good to have your own therapist too if one needs one big advocates for oh that over big here. advocates yeah. for that yeah we do come down pretty quick once we pass the snow fields it's not that long because we're on boardwalk and it's all decline it felt way shorter going oh, back yeah 
And also, yeah, I mean, we were doing decline also. We're on the boardwalks again yeah. soon. So when we do get within Ridge in the parking lot, there are some people coming up. But a lot of people are also following us, turning around. There were a lot of people coming back down, too. Yeah, yeah. Like. And when we arrived in the parking lot, it was an absolute chaotic central. There was so much happening in the parking lot. It was like just circling for cars. Circling and circling and circling, waiting for people to leave. (laughs) Basically. Right. We both decided that this would probably be a good point. There's like a bank of restrooms at the edge of the parking lot to use their pit toilet restrooms, but they're like, you know, well-maintained. They also have have regular restrooms up top. With plumbing up top. Yeah. Yeah, But you have to climb the stairs. Yeah. And we had gotten down at this point. So we just went to the pit toilet. But we were like, we're going to be hiking for the rest of the day. We may not be able to utilize the restroom room this was probably the best like the restroom would be the outdoors which sometimes is fine but sometimes that's not what you need in that moment in time so we did this and as we come out of the restroom we meet a woman with her dog well they had a whole family there yeah right and it was like they had a trailer yeah hook up to a to a pickup truck but she had a, her precious dog. Named Oatmeal Cookie. The dog was named Oatmeal Cookie. Mm-hmm. I This was a really cute dog. Super cute, lovely dog. But this was a situation where, like, I could tell that the kids were a little over the fact <laughs> that, like, the dog's the first thing on the priority list. Mm-hmm. And, like, making sure that the dog gets what the dog wants. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this is the dog-centered family. Yeah. Like, we are working with... Oatmeal Cookie runs the show here. Yeah. Oatmeal Cookie was so cute, though. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. We had a lovely time talking with them. They were traveling all over the place that summer. Yeah. So best of luck to y'all and to life with oatmeal cookie. (laughs) We do like try to, as we depart our conversation with dogs named after cookies, to head to the car, but to lead a car to our spot because it literally was like cutthroat parking. And so I motioned to somebody because I was driving like, hey, we're leaving. You want to follow us to the spot? And so we didn't take off hiking boots or anything. We just threw everything in the back because we were immediately driving to our next hiking spot. To meet Becky and mm -hmm. Cynthia. And as we pulled out, somebody totally sniped the spot. (laughs) Not the person that we totally, totally took the spot. Yeah. Without like, even though we had like offered it to somebody who was there waiting for us to pull out. Yeah. They got a spot though, right? after like yeah, which was good we saw that happen so the parking lot at logan pass again something to just be prepared for if you're not there early or later in the evening because it's a mess but that being said our time at logan pass yielded some beautiful results oh yeah and our time after this yielded even more beautiful results Let's put the abbreviated Hidden Lake Trail on the Karen Stone scale. So this is the Hidden Lake to the Overlook. To the Overlook. I'm going to say a four. I'm going to say a three. Okay. I mean, it's a four with those snow fields. Yeah. Certainly. But I'll stick with three. Yeah. Inclined, but again, you're on boardwalk most of the time. If you didn't have snow fields, I feel like, yeah, it would probably be a three. Again, we did not hike down to the lake itself because we couldn't um, or it was very strongly recommended that we didn't. So that's where we leave um, ourselves at that overlook. And again, not a bad overlook to end up. Oh, no. So we're talking seven out of 20 Karen mm-hmm. stones. And with that, let's end this episode how we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. All right. I'm going to start with my category of Jeopardy. Great. So I was inspired by the name Hidden Lake. 
Mm-hmm. It reminded me of. Are you hiding? <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. From Clue. Which is the quote from the movie Clue. So for all those listening right now, if you're a fan of Clue, then this category is for you. If you are not, we encourage you to go watch it because it is a wonderful <laughs> film. We love this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a quote from Clue. You have to identify the character who oh, said it. Oh, great. Okay. I feel confident. Okay, great. Great. For 100 well, somebody's got to break the ice and it might as well be me. I mean, I'm used to being the hostess. It's part of my husband's work. Who's Mrs. Peacock? That is correct. Mm-hmm. For 200. It's the chandelier. It fell down, almost killed us. Would you like to come this way, please? Uh, who is Wadsworth? The that butler. is correct. What yes. do you do, sir? I bottle. I bottle. <laughs> I'm head of the kitchen and dining room. Um, for 300. Who are you? Perry Mason? Who is Miss Scarlet? That is correct. Mm-hmm. For 400. Are you trying to make me look stupid in front of the other guests? Who is Colonel Mustard? That is correct. <laughs> yes. And for 500. The funny thing is, there's a whole group of people having some sort of party. And one of them is my old boss from... Who is the motorist? That is correct. <laughs> well done. Five for five. There we go. So my category is titled Hidden Blank. And in this category, I'm going to give you a descriptor. You're going to have to give me a word that rhymes with the word lake. So it'll be hidden blank, but it's hidden something that rhymes with lake. Okay. Okay. For 100, this can be a particularly irksome and upsetting issue to deal with, especially because no chiropractor or medical doctor can fix these emotional pangs. What is a hidden ache? I'll take that. What is hidden heartache? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. For 200. In order to succeed in this cooking show challenge, you'll need to go on a scavenger hunt to find the ingredients, then work blindfolded to actually create it. Be careful not to burn yourself and mind your icing skills once it's finished. What is hidden bake? I'll take that. Hidden cake is what I was looking for. Oh, okay. But hidden bake works. Yes. For 300. Having a fake hidden one of these would not be a good way to prank either Indiana Jones or Dusty Ballard. They would run for the hills and perhaps never talk to you again after this pratfall. What is a hidden snake? That's correct. For 400, in San Francisco or thereabouts, you may find a small jostle of glasses in your cabinet or light swinging of your chandelier was actually one of these. What is a hidden earthquake? Yes, or hidden quake. Yes. And for 500... Don't mistake that charming gentleman at the bar for someone who is actually interested in you. He's a professional one of these. No, not a lawn tool, but a tool in general. What is a hidden fake? No, what is a hidden rake? A rake was like an 18th century term for someone who was like just in it to like, you know, have a good time. For the evening. For the evening. All the time. They just wanted one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Raking. <laughs> wanted to rake your yard. <laughs> I just really want to wait. Rake your leaves, please. Let me. I mean, raking, me, your, raking your leaves. Let me put your leaves in yep. piles, please. <laughs> what a euphemism that is. <laughs> this has been Gaze at the National Parks the podcast and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there gaze at the national parks was created and is hosted by us dustin ballard and michael ryan to see images from this episode follow our instagram at gaze at the national parks to contact us email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com and to find out more about the parks visited on this show visit our website gaze at the national parks.com 
That's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen land of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 